Hermoney.ie places women's financial well-being up front and centre of all of their services. Through thoughtful planning, women can secure financial freedom to pursue their personal goals, have stability of income in retirement and handle the inevitable obstacles life may throw in their path. They strive to give their clients the best advice at the best value for all of their policies. Get in touch with their experienced team today at hermoney.ie. Hello, I'm Trina Gunning, member of the club and on the committee helping to make the club as amazing as possible for you. Each week, I'll be talking to an amazing member of the club about their business, their journey with it and their thoughts on the club women's network. The club champions women in business and is a first and foremost a support and learning network, which means that there are plenty of opportunities for you to give as much as you receive within the club. If you would like to find out more, please go to theclubwomensnetwork.com or the Club Women's Network across all social media platforms. We would absolutely love to have you join us. Welcome to this episode of the Clubhouse podcast. I'm Trina Gunning and today I am delighted to talk to the club member Sandra Hayes Buckley who is the founder of Rainbow Crescent. Sandra designs her own slogans and hand prints them down in Cork onto clothes and accessories all with an emphasis on promoting positive mental health and normalizing mental health struggles while also making people smile. Sandra curates on Shop Asunas within Rainbow Crescent where she showcases other Irish makers and their fabulous products as well. Sandra has also recently and very excitingly launched her own podcast, Mind Your Mind, which we will talk a little bit later. Welcome, Sandra. How are you today? Thank you so much, Trina, for that lovely intro. Um, I'm very well. The sun is shining for a change, so (laughs) that always uh, brings a smile to people's faces, I think. It has been a nice week, hasn't it? It kind of gives people a little bit of extra motivation. It's always nice. Definitely. Yeah. I was able to get down to the beach a couple of days this week. And uh, yeah, I live just by the beach. I'm on the coast here in Ballycotton. So uh, uh-huh. lunch times are, are my time for going down to the beach. Oh, that's so nice. I always jealous of people who live near enough the coast to be able to utilize it. It's not something I would have put, considered years ago, but now I definitely feel the difference um, to, you know, when you make the effort to go out to the coast, it kind of makes a difference. So it's very nice to have it on your doorstep. So to get us started, I would love to hear a little bit more about Rainbow Crescent, where it started, the idea of it, how it came to be. Um, Tell us all. Okay, so Rainbow Crescent is a relatively new business. Um, It launched on the 1st of July last year, so 2022. Um, And as you said, I design and hand print the clothing and accessories um, within the website. Um, So the idea actually came from a very, I suppose, dark time in my life. Um, I suppose I had a big dip in my mental health in 2020 and 2021. And I discovered a hobby um, where I got into cricket. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it, it allows you to cut vinyl and then you can put it onto clothing or accessories. And I found that when I was doing that, it completely distracted me from the anxiety and and panic that I had. I have general anxiety disorder and panic disorder, and I also suffer with depressive episodes. So I found that it just the only thing I could focus on when I was doing that was the actual clothing, because 
well, apart from anything else, I would burn the hand off myself if I was focusing on anything else. <laughs> um, because the, the heat press, which is here behind me, has to be heated at 155 degrees Celsius. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I was really concentrating on what I was doing, thankfully. And, um, and it just kind of gave me an outlet where I had that escape. And I loved it as well. So I started making kind of gifts for family, friends, that sort of thing. And they were kind of encouraging me, like, you know, these are really good, like you should do this. And but at the time I wasn't mentally in a place where I could even kind of consider it. Um, then I suppose life threw me um a curveball, which I wasn't expecting. I was made redundant from my job mm-hmm. in 2022. And I suppose I just kind of had the thought, right, I'm gonna go for it. Now is the time to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, embrace this creativity. And I suppose I had that backing of, you know, obviously I had redundancy um, that I had a little mm-hmm. cushion um, financially. So, yeah, I, I decided to kind of just go for it, which is very kind of against the anxious mind in me because I would be kind of very risk averse. Um, but I know that Jana talked about this on her episode as well, about how sometimes we, your anxious mind can actually give you a little bit of clarity and kind of go, right, I'm, go- I'm going yes. to do this because actually this is an outlet for my anxiety um, to actually kind of get away from that panicked state. So that's why I kind of went for it. And yeah, then I launched the website on the 1st of July. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been going good. I was doing a lot of custom stuff for uh, businesses. I did a couple of bits for um, retreats um the gift bags for those people that were attending uh businesses clubs um I've kind of dealt with a lot of people through the custom stuff um but I also do my own designs and that's um where I get to promote the positive mental health because I have slogans that are very uplifting I find anyway um and I use a lot of color um as you can see I like color (laughs) um so it just it is really a creative outlet for me and it has let, allowed me to kind of almost build a community where I can promote that positive mental health as well. So, yeah, that's a, I suppose that's it. <laughs> no, that's it. That's so much. Um, there's so much I want to kind of go back to there. I think the first thing you mentioned, I really understand the kind of it's like you found something that was meditative. I always think that when your mind is going a little bit crazy, like it is very hard to switch it off and people are like, oh, you need to relax and do meditation. But for different reasons and lesser ones than yours, I've sometimes found that there are activities that require a certain level of uh, concentration, but that are repetitive enough that you can kind of settle into it, but it, it, it switches your brain off in a certain way. Like it, it is concentrating, it can't get distracted, but at the same time, it, it's not thinking about anything else. And it sounds like that's what you found with the with the cricket machines that you were able to, you know, do something that had a nice kind of flow to it that switched your brain off, but it still had to be concentrating on something so it couldn't wander. Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose it allowed me to explore the creative side of my mind, which I wouldn't have really tapped into much prior. Like I'm a financial auditor by trade. Um, very so different. Very, very logical, rational, you know, following steps. Um, very, I suppose, standardized in approach. Whereas 
the creativity that the cricket allows me to do I can do whatever I want you know mm. there are um there are lots of different kind of avenues that you can explore with it I've made cards I've you know all this sort of stuff and you can kind of explore it mm. and like that you do have to concentrate when you're doing it as well because yeah. especially when I'm making the designs so I'm kind of playing around with different software and that sort of thing and it just allows me to kind of open my mind to a thing that I, I wasn't I suppose open to prior mm. and then I suppose by opening that part of my mind it almost shuts off the that panic and anxiety that I do um yeah. I did often find before yeah I think I've seen a few people use the machines before and of course I, I know very little about it but that you can get loads of add-ons I think the, the best thing they've done is make it so accessible from people's homes, because usually you would think about something like that. It would need to be more industrial or you would need a different space for it. But it sounds like it's made it extremely accessible for people to be able to do something like you're doing. Absolutely. I have a room. This was the spare room um, that I'm sitting in right now. It's now my office. And this is where everything happens. Um, so I have in this corner over here to my left, I have the cricket machine. I have my full setup on where I cut out the vinyl and everything behind me. I have my heat press. I have a desk for um, where I line up the things with the um, clothing, all the rest of it, and where I do my folding and packing. So that's just a room in my house. And that's it. That's the whole business is run from this room. That's amazing. A very definition of a, of a home business. Like it's just all right there. Absolutely. And I suppose, like you were saying, you would have this idea that you almost need a factory to be mm. doing this sort of thing. But like, this isn't by any means a big room. <laughs> this is this is just a spare room in, in our house. And I'm running a full business from it. And it just goes to show that, you you know, it does allow people to do that. And I know there are quite a few people who have set up side hustles with the crickets or, mm. or like myself, full businesses. And it does allow people to do that from home you can start small obviously there are people who have expanded and needed bigger spaces they have you know multiple crickets multiple um cutting machines and all the rest of it but it does allow you to explore it and to to do it from your home as well mm -hmm. and like that's a big thing for me I have two small children um so you know I'm upstairs a lot of the time they're downstairs with whoever's mm -hmm. minding them so yeah. I can pop down and see them um it allows me that kind of freedom I suppose to to have that time with them yeah I think it's fantastic and there's a there's a lot here is with people I've been talking to setting up different businesses very often the the kind of the overwhelming parts of what we think about are associated with setting up a business can sometimes stop us from taking that step but you already had it in the house for personal reasons and were able to expand it but there's also a little bit I found from again talking to people that changes kind of that or big changes that happen in our life are also able to direct it like for for me it was becoming a mother and stay choosing to stay at home and then realizing I had the space for another outlet and um, one that I would never have um, stumbled across if I had just kept going to work you know doing the shift work in the crashes if I had kept doing that my brain would never have had the space to even consider that I might have value in another way. Um, and for you, that was redundancy, which obviously is a big change and a huge shock, but in some way has also allowed you to, to find something else. Absolutely. And the other thing as well is it allowed me actually to look after myself. 
Mm. So it allowed me to not only start the business, but it actually gave me the time to really look after my own mental health and kind of get to a stage where I'm much better now than what I was. It's been months since I've had a panic attack, which is something I couldn't say before. Like I couldn't like at one stage, I couldn't even say it's been a day since my last mm. panic attack. So it has allowed me that freedom to explore this creativity creative side of my it's allowed me to start up my business which I probably would never have done I would never have left the you know the steady pensionable mm. job because we're all told that that's the thing yeah. we should be doing and I would never have kind of taken that leap I don't think but it, it allowed me to and it allowed me then as well to take the time to I suppose slow everything down and get my mind right yeah and be able to explore, explore all this yeah I think there's something to be said like because there's so many businesses that start as an idea when somebody is working um and I think you know there's there's a different element of risk and considerations that if you were to step away from a job to do a business you immediately kind of need it to sustain obviously what you need to live but when you do something the way we have done it it's all of a sudden like you've everything to gain and nothing to lose by just trying um and I suppose that feeds into the, the mental health aspect as well that kind of you know trying to find something new and something that you can build around that's um beneficial to you personally as well as financially and you know business-wise as well absolutely because I suppose like don't get me wrong I I'm one of those weirdos I love numbers I love audit I love accounting but you know it's it doesn't I suppose look after my mind mm. you know it is um it's a pressurized job it's something that I enjoy doing but at the same time I suppose the well-being aspect of it you know it, it, mm. it isn't necessarily there um now companies have come on and, and brought on well-being programs and all the rest of it but that is, again, it's separate to your actual work. Yeah. Because this has allowed me to really expand on how I look after myself. And I actually recently um, completed a certificate in mental health studies to understand it a bit more. Oh, um, because I suppose having gone through the mental health struggles that I did myself, and I suppose I came to a real breaking point with mine, um, in November 2021 I wanted to I suppose understand more about the, the things behind it and again it, that allowed me I had the time to do that mm. as well because I was able to go okay I'm going to structure my time in my business so that I also have time to do this certificate and also spend time with my children and you know all of the mm. rest of that and it's brilliant to be able to do that to structure I suppose you're all you're structuring your work around your life rather than structuring your life around your work. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic foundation to build a business like you're on like yours on, because for people who also might be struggling and going through mental health issues who might see your product as a way to brighten up their day and their environment to know that the founder of it has a proper deep understanding of what they're going through and how these um, items might help them, I think is a fantastic thing for your customers. Yeah, I think it really resonates with people. I I suppose I shared my, my mental health journey story, whatever you want to call it, on World Mental Health Day last year. Um, I don't know what compelled me to do it, but I recorded a video and I put it out there um, because I suppose I wanted to explain why I was so passionate about 
the promotion of positive yeah. mental health and why that was that's the ethos on which I built my business and yeah. it really did resonate with people I had a lot of people messaging me saying you know like geez I've gone through the same thing or um you know I know someone who has gone through that or whatever like that and that is great as well because it built a community and there are people now who I suppose I know that they've gone through this because it's good for me as well because I think that's the one thing with anyone who has gone through any sort of struggle and everybody goes through struggles at some point Mm -hmm. you know to know that somebody else has gone through it is a massive thing because like it can be very very isolating you can feel very alone Mm. but knowing that somebody else has gone through it can be very comforting and I suppose that's that's I suppose really why I shared the story and why I wanted to do it as well um so that I myself would be would would I suppose get that benefit of the community but also that people would know that I've gone through it too and you know um I suppose that they could resonate with that or you know have that link there yeah I think that's the fantastic thing about that kind of support it's always very cyclical like it, it, it's beneficial for everybody and kind of just gathers momentum. Um, and like you said, builds that community, which I think is amazing. Another thing I think you've done that's amazing with Rainbow Crescent is on Shop Asunas. So obviously you have your site where it's your own products, but along the way you decided to promote other people's products, which is a fantastic. Again, you're building up your community and you're paying it forward. When I was having a look um, on what it is, I saw you have Lizzie Shortall's book, Joy's Playground, because I was in contact with her um, a little while ago when she published her book um, and we have it here in the house. And again, it's such a nice way to introduce the idea of like mental health and cooperation to children. But you have loads of products like that on your site from other producers in Ireland yeah absolutely um I suppose I recognize that my products are very I suppose targeted towards a certain person or a group of people they're you know they're all clothing it's kind of limited accessories as well um but I suppose I recognize that there was there is this market people want to learn about mental health they want the the uplifting things and also they want to pass that on to their children so mm-hmm. I have got um I suppose a collection of children's books as well like that um introducing mindfulness mm-hmm. and I suppose the concept of mental health to children but in a child-friendly way mm-hmm. um I think all of the books on the website actually are written by Irish authors mm-hmm. so there's one um which is all better it's about introducing the idea of that it's okay to go to the doctor and that it's you know because it's very scary for a lot of young kids and they can get quite anxious about it but I suppose it makes it I suppose a bit more normal Mm -hmm. and it can be a calming tool to use I suppose um for that because I know myself um now my kids get on very well with our doctor now but previously my little boy would have been very nervous about going down to the doctor Mm. and like I think a book like that can really help because there are very anxious children out there so some kids are very you know sensitive about these things and I suppose being able to read a storybook rather than because sometimes actually that will resonate more with them because obviously that's an age appropriate way to Mm -hmm. to get that across to them rather than just saying oh we're going to the doctor you'll be grand yeah Um, I am a huge fan 
of children's books and I could probably do a whole podcast for hours just talking about children's books because I've like used them for years in creches and then the library we have here with my own kids is absolutely huge um, and I'm absolutely awful for constantly buying books but I do I find myself at the moment um, kind of being a bit more selective in how they can support the kids not in a way that you know oh this is the problem and here we're going to have the book but just by having books like that in the environment opens up their mind to the possibility of it and then it also means that if something of concern does come up they already have a frame of reference for it and um, so that's why like the, those books jumped out at me just because you know Linky linking up with my own business with the with everything concerned with children I think it's a fantastic place to start because sometimes people say to me oh you know the children are too young to understand like resilience strategies and things like that and I'm like well if they're just part of your kind of environment and your interactions it's amazing how helpful those things are can be it's not always a solution to a problem but an awareness of themselves and their their environment and and how their relationships can be um so i think it's i'm delighted to see things that start at the at the level of children absolutely and i think you know it's like anything you have that tool in your toolbox to mm -hmm. go to if yeah the scenario should pop up that you know a child needs to go to the doctor or something happens in the playground or you know whatever they yeah. have almost a frame of reference that oh I read a book about that or mammy read a book about that to me or mm -hmm. you know whatever like that because it's again like you say it's not telling them like you have to do this you have to do that mm -hmm. but it's kind of it's something that's there in the background you have this tool that you can pull out of the toolbox if something does happen and they can then kind of use that as something that might help them yeah exactly so we know all the fantastic things that you have on rainbow crescent what in since you've very new business what has been your biggest difficulty or your obstacle so far in getting here because you've achieved so much from everything you've told us so much in that amount of time um that it kind of seems impossible that you've had a big obstacle <laughs> you've done so well <laughs> um no uh, like there's definitely been difficulties um i suppose the biggest difficulty i found was isolation definitely at the start when i was you know setting up my website all the rest of it doing all the stuff at the in the background because i was working on the website for about four or five months on my own here at home um before I, before I ever launched it and you know i had kind of friends and family that I could ask but a lot of them had never set up a website before so they had no idea what I was talking about so that was I think the biggest struggle I had was and because when I launched as well I didn't have kind of a community around me who understood exactly what I was going through so it was that kind of fear and the isolation of it that's probably the biggest difficulty I had yeah. um was I really had to kind of back myself and back what I was doing with the website, back what I was doing with the social media and all the rest of that. Um, so that was probably the biggest difficulty um, that I had. And I think it's the biggest difficulty that a lot of people have when they're starting out as well. It's that real kind of, I suppose it's imposter syndrome as well. Like, you know, who do, who do I think I am building a website and <laughs> launching this business? Um, but yeah, I, I think that is, that is really the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And I presume that might be part of the reason why you found the club then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
I suppose I met Jana. <laughs> She's a big reason why I joined the club. So I met her at a networking event uh, in Middleton and we kind of hit it off straight away. We became fast friends. And then um, I kind of just reached out to her and I said, oh, what do you think of the club? How are you getting on with that? Um, do you find it good? And she you know, gave me all the info and all the rest of it. So I signed up for a trial last summer and it was probably the best thing that I did do because, you know, I have this brilliant community now around me mm. like I was messaging Janet this morning we message nearly every day <laughs> like we get like we send daily podcast length voice notes to each other um, <laughs> about various different things and that support is phenomenal so like I was so glad that I did join up I signed up for a trial and coming to the end of the trial I know you reached out to me mm. uh, as part of the membership team and I was like, absolutely, yeah, sign me up for <laughs> sign me up for the next year. Um, so yeah, it's it's brilliant. It has really, I suppose, helped lift some of that isolation from it because there's always someone who has gone through what you've gone through mm-hmm. before. And you can, you know, the Facebook group is brilliant. Like I've asked so many questions in there, and they'll always like 99 times out of a hundred, somebody will have an answer or they'll know someone who has an answer for what they're going through and yeah so it's been brilliant and I know I did a deep dive um in April as well which Mm -hmm. really helped me get clarity on a few things that I was kind of had coming up in the pipeline with the business and it also gave me the confidence to launch the podcast um because people were so like I suppose I don't know celebratory of the idea and and of everything that was going on with the business Mm. Um, so yeah yeah I found it brilliant and like that it has really helped with the feeling of isolation and kind of I suppose dispelling that somewhat yeah I think that's one of the biggest things that you don't consider when you join a network like you you join it to to make connections whether they're like personal or professional for your business you join it to learn something to to meet new people but because so many of us are women at home on our own trying to make something work unless you put yourself out there to talk to people you don't realize that what you're feeling is perfectly normal and it's not like getting the questions answered and all that support is a huge facet of the club but for somebody else to turn around and say oh yeah that's exactly what I'm feeling or what I was feeling and that's perfectly normal it's not something you have to try and eliminate completely but yeah there's going to be days where you feel like that but we all do um even that is an element of support in itself Absolutely. Yeah. Because if so, like I was saying a while ago, if somebody has gone through what you're going through, there's comfort in that mm-hmm. because you're not alone. You're, you mm-hmm. know, suddenly that isolation is, is gone and you're part of a group of people who have gone through this. Yeah. And very often you'll find that person like you did, because I like get on so well with lots of the members of the club but you'll always find those one or two people who like that you can send voice notes to whether it's to ask a question or to just rant into the void and you'll always find those people within it like that I think that's been a revelation for me as well that these people become friends um, and it's a huge part of keeping the network really strong um, as you go on and you kind of welcome other people in I think it creates a great atmosphere for others to see that those interactions are really real absolutely and another thing as well it can be quite hard to make friends as an adult 
Mm-hmm. It can get to get new friends. So like that's a big thing for me. I've got I've now have this whole new group of friends, which I never would have had if I hadn't joined the club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I moved into this area in Ballycotton actually at the start of lockdown, first day of the first lockdown in 2020. So I actually didn't know a lot of people. I knew some people in the area. Um, so I was really starting new. So I now have this now a lot not they're not in Ballycotton but I have this virtual network of people who are around the country who I can you know who I can go I feel so like alone in this mm-hmm. today because I've had that isolation feeling before I suppose and I recognize it when I am feeling it in the business as well yeah. so I can then send a message to someone and go like have you have you had any experience of this before because it's blowing my brain today or whatever mm-hmm. and it can be it's 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 so comforting for someone to just go yeah yeah actually I've gone through the same thing and like there's huge um kind of relief in knowing that you even just can say that out loud because you know there's a lot of times you're kind of oh I can't let anybody know that I'm thinking that or that's how I'm feeling but the even just the release of being able to say it and know there'd be no judgments like you know not everybody's going to have a solution for everything and if you're feeling isolated and alone but it's just that element of like I'm going to listen and you can say that out loud and that's perfectly fine and it's always fantastic well we you said to us what your biggest obstacle was so what has been your biggest learning or insight with Rainbow Crescent? I suppose my biggest insight is that not everything will always work out and that's okay so there's you know designs that I've had in my head that I thought would work brilliantly and then I put them onto a jumper and it's like oh no (laughs) and and actually like I would have spent a lot of time beating myself up just in various aspects of my life because of the the mental health issues I've already spoken about but I think and this is something that I've learned through the community as well everyone will go through this everyone will go through you know, trying out something and it just absolutely falling flat in his face. And that's okay. It's okay to, for something to not work. You can just move on. Tomorrow's another day, you know, yeah. look at a different design, see, or look at it a different way or whatever like that. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, and actually being able to kind of move on from that and just go, you know what, it's fine. We'll try a different design or we'll try and change this around or, whatever whatever the case may be that it's okay to have a little quote-unquote failure um it doesn't mean the business is a failure it just means that that particular thing didn't work it's that idea of perfectionism is as well isn't it because i'd be awful for that this I have to spend ages tweaking it and getting it perfect, whether it's a workshop presentation or one of the pdfs that you're trying to make it so perfect that it's nearly like you have to train yourself to know that by putting it out there and allowing it to go through a few iterations of how it might look or be that it will become the best version of itself that you on your own are never going to make it the the perfect the version because it's only with other people's reactions or by printing it on a jumper that you see how it actually really looks that it's only by actually doing it and and that speeds up the process then because it it's by trying to make it perfect you're going to spend a lot of time on that but if you put it out there and it doesn't quite work, you learn that quicker and you move on quicker. Um, and yeah. so it's, it's letting that go. 
definitely definitely and I suppose it's a mindset thing as well like you were saying that perfectionism and most people have that kind of inbuilt into them like oh no it needs to be perfect before I before I release that or it needs to be perfect before I before I do that now or before I excuse me before I even organize it but it actually you learn that it doesn't it doesn't always need to be absolutely perfect sometimes it's a trial and error Mm -hmm. in business and it's sort of a a case of you know like just do it see how how you get on if it doesn't work move on do the next thing yeah or change it or whatever and I think it is that mindset shift away from absolute perfectionism um that it really helps actually moving moving away from that mindset of perfectionism because it allows you I suppose the freedom to try out a lot of different things it does and then you realize that this whole thing you've built up as what could be a failure if it's not perfect actually wasn't a big deal in the first place and so so you're kind of you're retraining your brain aren't you so you have been very open and honest about your own mental health journey. Um, and I ask everybody this, um, but what do you do to switch off and look after yourself when you feel like you are going through feelings of like you're on your own or with your own personal journey? Um, I suppose the big thing that I do, and I try to do this every day, but sometimes it's not always possible. I try to get down to the beach. Um, I know I mentioned that at the start. Um, I've always lived near the coast. I grew up in West Cork near the coast and now in East Cork near the coast. Um, and I find the sea very calming. Um, even on a rainy day, I'll go down, I'll park the car, I'll open the window so I can hear and see yeah. the sea. And it, I just find it brings that sort of calm and peace to me. So I'll try and go down at lunchtime normally. So I'll, I'll break up my working day by getting down there. Sometimes I'll get out for a walk on my own. Sometimes I'll drag someone along with me for a chat as I walk but I just find it so calming so peaceful it just brings that level of I suppose serenity um to mind that any racing thoughts I always find that they just calm down there's a bit of quiet and um yeah so I've always had a bit of an affinity to the the ocean um so that that for me is the biggest thing that I, I would do. Um, and then other than that, if I find myself that I am dipping into a struggle, um, I'll always check in with my GP. Um, it's important for me because obviously I have suffered with my mental health. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of staying on top of doing that, making sure I do get out for, for those walks or get down to the beach. It's really important to me. And it's like it's important for my mind to do that. And the other thing I do as well, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I listen to podcasts so that I can like switch off or sometimes I listen to wellness ones um, that kind of touch on the self-care vibe. Um, other times it could be tr- true crime that I'm listening to. Um, but, you know, I find them as well. They can almost take you to a different world sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like that, again, you're concentrating on what you're listening to rather than what you know the, the yeah. chaos that might be going on in your mind um so yeah that they're kind of the, I, the bits that I do yeah I very much understand the podcast thing and I don't know it's since the pandemic and lockdowns I found it great to have something to concentrate on um but it's kind of been ongoing and whether it's a little bit of learning or like that a bit of escapism but it's funny you've mentioned the true crime because I'll t- say to my husband that you know I'm just listening to this so that you know 
while the kids are playing, I can't hear the noise or whatever. And he's like, but you're listening to true crime. He's like, that's that's not stress free. And I'm like, yeah, but it's it's like it's another story. It's a, escaping to something else. I can't explain why true crime is so satisfying sometimes as an escape. Yeah, I mean, like, I suppose I would have started listening to true crime years ago um, when I was working. I used to actually put in my earphones while I was working because like that to block out noise around me. Mm-hmm. And I actually found that it brought like focus. Now, I was listening to what was going on in in my ears in the on the podcast, but it actually brought a focus to what I was doing because mm-hmm. I think I was so concentrated that I was like, right, I'm going to, you know, do this work paper or whatever it was. Yeah. At work. And um, but now I suppose when I'm listening to it, a lot of what I'm interested in is the psychology behind it mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know what it is about true crime, but it just really like. I don't know. It it really can be an escape from yeah. whatever's going around, even though it is a stress in itself. But it's different. It's a different <laughs> type of of stress. It's, I I don't know. I can't describe it. But yeah, I find like loads of my friends as well would listen to true crime podcasts, and we all say the same. Like it, you know, sometimes you're listening to awful things, but actually, like it's so interesting, and you, you focus so much. It'd be fascinating if somebody did a bit of research on because I think there are so many, I don't know, especially women listening to true crime podcasts that there's probably a, a reason for that. It'd be amazing to see. But I think what you said um, about switching off for yourself was very important. If there's anybody else listening who is also struggling with their mental health, it's like knowing what helps you um, and being consistent, keeping up with those, but also knowing when to get the support when you need it. I think that you've got a very good balance there. And I think it's worth focusing on for people that it it's OK to be able to manage it yourself, but to know when to be able to go to your doctor as well. So in saying that, um, what would be the best bit of business advice that you would give to your younger self if you were starting out? Um, I suppose it would be go find your tribe. Mm. Go and find that networking group, that community and bring them around you because there's, you know, I suppose there's safety in numbers, but also there's there is this feeling of comfort and I suppose feeling of belonging as well mm-hmm. because like even thinking back to when I was doing that website on my own like the feeling of isolation can be so overwhelming mm-hmm. and just having those people around you to support and learn from and that you can you know it's kind of it's a two-way street that you know you can in I suppose impart your information to them they can give your your their knowledge to you and building up that community is so important so absolutely find your tribe I love that I love that it is super important so before we finish up what is next for you and for Rainbow Crescent is there anything coming up soon well you touched on it at the top of the show um I launched my podcast actually this morning the very first episode went out this morning as, as we're speaking um so yeah it is the mind your mind podcast it I suppose it really stemmed out of that ethos of rainbow crescent of promoting positive mental health and I really wanted to do something that would open up conversations about mental health because unfortunately there is still a stigma with it Mm -hmm. and it's something I'm very passionate about um like ending that stigma or if I can in any way contribute to 
stopping people from having that sort of stigma or taboo and sometimes it can be an internalized stigma because of societal I suppose pressures or our societal um, opinions of mental health so um, the podcast basically is me talking to other people about how they mind their mental mental health and well-being why it's so important to them in their lives what self-care looks like to them and I suppose that then in turn opens up conversations about mental well-being um yeah so that's the next that's the the big thing that's happening in the business at the moment and um hopefully there'll be some other things come out of the podcast as well in the future so so yeah well, it all sounds very exciting. Best of luck for it. I'm sure loads of people are going to listen to it. I know I'm off if the first episode's already out. I'm off to listen to it now when we sign off here. But I think everything you're doing, the foundation for your business, how it's benefited you personally and how it's created a community to help other people. And also it is a business at the end of the day and that you are creating beautiful things that people want to buy and are promoting other Irish makers as well. I think it all is so fantastic. Um, so congratulations on your very young business and all that you've achieved in that time. And thank you so much for talking to me this morning. Thanks, Trina.